This episode of the Better Every Shift podcast is sponsored by The Fire Store. Learn more about getting the gear you need at prices you can afford by visiting thefirestore.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Better Every Shift podcast. My name is Aaron Zamzo. I am a firefighter training officer in Madison, Wisconsin, and your host along with me in this very, very special episode is uh, the editor-in-chief of Fire Rescue One, the captain of the ship, my uh, editor for, gosh, 15 years who gives me the opportunity to be here. And this is a very special day. so welcome, Janelle Fusquet. Thank you, by the way, for 40 shows. Holy cow. Thank you for 40 shows. You bring all the energy to this podcast. I love it. I love that we're at 40. I'm surprised I made it this far. Uh, just for those that are listening to us, and by the way, we greatly appreciate um, all the support. We now discovered that we have more than two listeners, your mom and my mom, and um, we actually have a brand new sponsor. We want to thank you uh, to them. Send a thank you out to the Fire Store. Uh, hopefully, some more are going to be coming on board with that. So it's pretty crazy where this um, has evolved to. Um, I, I'm going to actually set the table a little bit for a question to you. And for those that are listening, again, I can't say thank you enough. But this all started about three years ago when Janelle said, you know, you're kind of crazy, Zam. Um, do you ever think about doing a podcast? And I said, sure, I would, but I, I don't want to be harnessed by, you know, a particular platform or topic. And, um, and you said, great, I, I think I have some ideas. And a couple months goes by and, and here you came up, you drafted this whole thing. Um, and here we are, 40 shows into it. Is it what you imagined it would be? It's better. It really oh. is. It's so good. I love talking to you every week. We have so much fun. And what's so great is being able to talk to all these fire service leaders. We have such amazing insights. I learned something from every single episode. I know I've said that before, but it's really true. Like I'm taking mental notes, just like the rest of you listening, trying to, you know, better myself all the time as well. I mean, I may not be on shift per se, but better every day, better every work day every month, whatever it might be, it's just really inspiring. And I just so appreciate the energy and enthusiasm you bring to the show. And thank you so much, Aaron. I appreciate it. You're my partner in crime. We are PICs. Um, it has been a, a wonderful journey. Your your motto has been better every sentence, I think, is probably <laughs> um, a little more fitting. And, you know, and I wanted to give a little bit more background just so people, if, in case they don't know um, about you, uh, but you are, are really one of the um, cornerstones of media within the fire service. Um, a lot of people don't know this, but you have been involved for almost, I want to say 20 years in, in writing through a various different um, avenues. And the who's who of who Janelle knows and has worked with is, is very, very impressive, which is why we're getting these great guests. Cause it's not me that they're coming to talk to, but it's Janelle who's had these relationships. And I think it's really important just to, to highlight that a little bit, um, as we, we're, we're going to talk on this 40th, um, anniversary or this 40th podcast, uh, we're going to talk about things that we learned, some things, um, in review and hopefully send you guys, the listeners back in a little bit of a journey to, to go back and listen to some of the highlights. 
Um, but I really do believe it's important that you all understand how pivotal Janelle has been in the fire service and, uh, you know, that there are some really great people behind the scenes that have just as much dedication and devotion as those in the front lines. And Janelle is one of them. I don't think she's worked 40 hours in a week in a long, long time. I'll get text messages at like 10 o'clock at night that says, hey, uh, what do you think of this? Or how can we improve that? Or, um, you know, I have an idea for you or check your email. And, and it's not just me that she's sending that to you. That's um, you know, everything from, you know, Chief Sendelbach to, uh, you know, Chief Lieb to, uh, you know, Dr. Janke. I mean, she's got these contacts and she asks people uh, for their input because, um, you know, she knows the value that they bring. And her energy behind the scenes is a big reason why Fire Rescue One is really um, doing a great job and why this podcast has gone. So I really think it's, it's important to highlight that. I know you're mad at me right now because that was <laughs> not on the script. But yeah. you're used to it. It's happened 40 other times. But uh, thank you from the from the bottom of my heart. And for those in the fire service that uh, don't understand where your background is now, they do a little bit, which is why you're so pivotal in, in, in being here and, and making this thing happen. Thank you. That's very nice of you. Um, I very much appreciate the shout out. I just think I've been uh, been really lucky to work with some really amazing people uh, throughout the years and you know being on the media side of the house just affords a lot of unique opportunities to get to meet a lot of amazing people and work with these partner organizations like the IAFC and FSRI and just all the good people out there doing so much good work and I think I've just been really lucky to have made some really amazing friends and contacts throughout the years um, but you're right that there's a lot of people that go into all of the projects that we do by no means is this just uh, you and me. There's a lot of people who help out as well. So big shout out to all the editors and the editorial board members and our contributors. So thank you all for making it so, so much fun to take this journey with you. Sometimes fun, most times interesting. And uh, I kind of threw that out there. I know I put you on the spot because you hate talking about yourself. Um, but it brings me to a good point. One of the things and the themes I think that I'd like to at least kind of highlight is this first 40 shows was all about getting out of your comfort zone. I think that was one of the biggest themes. And I set that up with you because I know doing this podcast, talking about yourself and your accomplishments is, uh, you know, that's coming out of your comfort zone uh, from show one where you're like, I don't really want to say a lot to where we've <laughs> come. Um, you know, but that's what it's about being better um, and improving and finding ways to make an impact, right? Um, we're about service. We're a service industry. Um, we, the better we are, the better we serve and the better we do our job. And, and that's been the theme um, all along and why, that's where this whole thing started from. And then of course, when you throw well, how do you get better? Well, you get a little uncomfortable. You have an uncomfortable conversation. You, um, that's how you grow. Right. And, um, and so you've been doing that all, all along. And, uh, and I think, uh, you know, that was probably one of the biggest themes that I've seen. How about yourself? Like, what's the biggest thing that kind of, you know, when you reflect these last 40 episodes, what really shines in your mind? I think the, just the idea of continuous improvement 
all the time, chipping away. You know, we're never just going to be able to flip a switch and be a totally different leader or different person, uh, you know, a different boss, whatever it might be. Like, we got we to gotta work at it, no matter what it is, you know. And just about, I think almost every single guest we've had on the show has said some version of that in some capacity in whatever context we're talking about. Um, but it's really about, there's no end goal here. There's not like a destination with leadership. You know, you don't just like become a leader and you're done learning. You have to just keep going and constantly evolve everything, um, you know, that you've been working on. You have to keep honing those skills for one, but then stretching yourself. And it goes back to the whole, you know, idea of getting outside your comfort zone, because sometimes it's just the easier path, obviously, is just to kind of sit back and be like, all right, I've read all the books. I know all the stuff, but that really gets into a point of ego and you got to let your ego go and accept that we don't have all the answers all the time. We're going to make mistakes often and it's going to happen. And we just got to keep going and learn and just keep chipping away, being better versions of ourselves every day. And we're going to backslide too. And that's okay. You know, we're going to make mistakes, and but then we just got to keep, keep learning, keep growing. Yeah. Both organizationally, we've heard chiefs from, you know, all over the country, both coasts talk about, you know, what organizations need to do to get better, um, what individuals need to do to get better. And I think it, it starts with losing the ego, reflecting on what you're doing well, what you're not doing well, and then f- just f- figuring that out. And, and it starts with, you know, obviously the honesty aspect of it. And, um, and all the leaders we've talked to, right. Um, we have had uh, Frank Lieb. We've had, uh, you know, oh gosh, uh, Chief Salka. We've had Josh Waldo. We've had uh, Jason Coy. We've had. I'm gonna. I can't even name them all. I shouldn't even. I shouldn't have started the list because um, I'm gonna miss so many people. We had just had Gordon Graham on. Um, uh, you know, uh, there's so many people that uh, have given a lot of uh, of their time and and energy to trying to make the fire service better. And, um, we've just been beneficial to, to kind of summarize and hear, you know, just probably the, the surface of what they've, they've done. But, um, we have a little theme here that you created. I, I, I believe a little game. Uh, yeah, we're gonna, is we're that gonna, right? Yeah. We're yeah. going to play a little game. We're going to, we're going to play the who said it game. Um, I don't have a lot of confidence right now considering that you can't remember who's been on the show. So I'm not <laughs> sure how you're going to be able to remember who said these things. But most of these things are uh, really tapped into some of the themes that we've just seen over and over again with folks that just, you know, they might say it in different ways. And you never know when one person's perspective on something is going to be the thing that clicks with somebody. Um, and so there's, there's a lot of good quotes here I'm going to throw at you. And we're going to see, we're going to see how you're doing, Aaron. You ready oh, boy. This? And it's not that I can't. I can't remember our guests. I remember <laughs> them all. It's just to to list them without having a little bit of multiple choice there is tough. Um, you know, a lot of them, uh, in true honesty, uh, have become uh, mentors and friends because I've still kept. You know, we still keep in touch with them just to see what they're doing, and um, you know, we get some feedback from other shows about uh, uh, you know what they heard, um, and uh, it's been very encouraging and motivating. So I. I I'm not too confident myself, but let's give this a shot. <laughs> All right. First 
up. Let's see here. All right, this is good. This one ties into what we were just talking about in terms of tips for continuous improvement. All right, the quote is, don't give up. It feels overwhelming. Just keep going. And if you screw it up, start over again. I think we need Jeopardy music now. Do we have, is there multiple choice on any of this? Cause there's quite a few of that, but I mean, I, <laughs> frankly, uh, chiefly is the one that comes to mind at first, but um, it's cause he's just uh, prevalent in my head. Here's, um, here's another one from the same person. You have to give early, easy wins. It's an early podcast, an early show. One of our faves. She is on the Fire Rescue One editorial board. There's two t clues in there. Uh, it's it's not uh, Dr. Zemlock, is it? No. Dr. Sarah Janky. Sa oh, Sarah right, Janky. Yeah. We're yeah, on the okay. right road with the doctor. Doctor. Yeah. Yes. She also was our very first, um, like, just candid. Hey, can I swear and just be real? Uh, conversation, <laughs> she, which I just, she, I, yeah, I love it. Um, yeah. which uh, that was my fault because I started that conversation and forgot to say, yeah, we're, we're just record. It's the whole thing is we just talk. Um, you know, uh, and so she's just dropping some bombs. I loved it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, by All the way, right. if you haven't heard that episode, please go back to it. And, um, there's a lot there. I, I remember her, her whole point about don't give up. And if you talk about health and wellness in the fire service and you think, God, have we made any progress? Well, just think about smoking. You know, smoking used to be really highly accepted in firehouses all over the place. And now it's not like, so we have made improvements, health and wellness, the cancer side, the initiatives have really helped out at least the awareness. And, um, and, uh, there's some other highlights of that particular podcast, but it was really yeah. great kind of to sit down and talk with her. And bonus question. Can you think of what is unique about Sarah in the context of the Better Every Shift universe. What makes Sarah unique? Well, her husband's a badger, so that just makes her good. Although, you know, she's, she's just good people. Just she's just that. good people, yeah. right? So I'm sure he lifts her up. Um, but she, we did talk about um, one of the first Down syndrome um, uh, Ironmen. Is that right? Like, remember she we gave. We talked about that particular um, story, sure. which I've watched numerous times and bawled a little bit and got a little motivated. Yeah. Um, I do remember that. Um, I'll, that I'll, give it to, I'll give it to you. She is the only one, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, who has been on the podcast twice because she was oh, also yeah. in the Better Every Shift Challenge episode with Dr. Lori Moore Merrill and Eric Skablix and Brian Frieders. That's so, right. Yep. Um, I believe that they are still going head to head. Um, they are. They, I did uh, check in with them and they are still evaluating. They're on like another run of that. They've all made some pretty good strides, um, but they're going to continue probably all the way through till uh, November. So we'll have to get them back on. But yes, she is. A saint. Gosh, I forgot <laughs> about that. Yeah. Very good. All right. All right. Next. What else up. you got? <clears throat> Quote. Quit being passive. That's not leadership. Leadership is going against the grain, pushing hard till you meet that resistance. Then you push a little bit more at every level, at a level they can absorb. That sounds like Chief Sandelback. Oh, you got it. Nailed yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 
So again, comfort I've, zone. Yep. You know. Chief uh, has been a great uh, mentor for me over the years. He's one that really got me started in, in writing. And, you know, we've had some, some great conversations like that. And I could just hear him in my head there about, you know, some of my endeavors to say, you just keep pushing. Yeah. So yeah. got one. Boom. Where's Boom. the ding? We need like, you know, if we make it to four, another 40, when, when we make it to 80 or hundred episodes, can we at least get some sound uh, effects? Oh yeah. Let's get some yeah. sound effects going for All sure. Right. All right. I like this one a lot. <clears throat> the quote is, I love naps, bro. Uh, Chief Dina Alley. Nope. She did talk about sleep and the importance of sleep, just like Dr. Janky and Chief Sendelbach. So sleep is another one of those consistent themes. Yeah. Come on. I was that Dan naps, or Jim, Dan bro. Kerrigan? Nope. Bro, come on. Bro's it was a bro gonna... thing. Oh, I'm... Who is our most animated guest? Well, Dr. Ashby. Maybe. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe. Uh, okay, she goes head to head with this person. Oh, er uh, Eric. Um, no, Caballero? No. Or Chris, uh, sorry, Chris, yeah, Chris Caballero? No? Not Chris Caballero, no. Oh, all right. Also, the only person to bring a dog on the podcast. Oh, um, Jace Patton. Yes. That's right. There you go. Yeah. I love naps, bro. I love naps, bro. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, if you haven't heard him, we had him on right away too. And, um, we didn't use a lot of some of the shots, but like, uh, I, that's when I was, I was trying to do the, the, um, the thumbnails for him. And there was a couple of his animated face faces with me just laughing. <laughs> so I have some of those that I, um, I, maybe I'll try to post or I'll show this is great. It's just facial gestures, but yeah, naps are great, by the way. So Jason yep. Patton, that you got to listen to that episode. That was highly entertaining. Talked about how he really uh, talk about comfort zone, right? Like that's somebody mm -hmm. that was not very comfortable speaking um, and has really uh, just built himself up to be a kind of social media advocate, you know, for us in the fire service. And, um, you know, he's all about self-improvement as well. And it was great to talk to him and kind of dig deep into, you know, get get underneath that that um that that persona about you know just being kind of goofy you know there's a yeah. lot of passion behind it you know so well i think that his episode is really good because it shows it's it's kind of surprising right you you if you know jason and you follow him on fire department chronicles and watch his videos you would just um, assume that he is just you know another energizer bunny and uh, an extrovert, but he was like, no, I'm, I'm an introvert. Like this was hard for me to get outside my comfort zone. He told a hilarious story about the first time he had to do, I think it was CPR training. CPR training. Yeah. And just kind of just basically passed out and was just like, I can't, can't do, do this, it. you know? And now you think of him and it's like, that can't be the same guy. Right. Right. But Another thing that was surprising and one of our quotes here that he said was one of the biggest lessons I had to learn in life is everything cannot be zero to 100. You have to find moderation, even if it's 30 seconds of whatever it is. Yeah. And I think that's just ties in so well 
just the reminder of kind of chipping away. We can't just do it all immediately. We've got to prioritize, you know, because right. otherwise we're going to burn out. That's, that's there's more than one speed to this career. Yeah. And, um, you know, and, and, and I can relate, like, I think you and I actually had talked about this and the first time we did a, um, just a one-on-one -on -one with us, like, I, this doesn't come easy to me either. I mean, it's, it takes a lot of energy and, um, yeah, it's just, it's not, it's not who I am all the time. That's for darn sure. Um, mm -hmm. but you know, there are, there are times where I think, um, you know, my role in this is I'm not very smart, but I hang out with smart people. I hang out with people that have really good, uh, contacts and, and if I can try to place those people together to make the fire service better. That's really kind of my, I feel like my role in it. So I can, I can relate with how he feels. Um, yeah. you know, especially now the persona for him is he's got to be on always on his game. And, yeah. um, and that's tough. That's, uh, it takes a lot of energy, but yeah. you know, it's, it's goes back to the theme of being uncomfortable and trying to improve. Yeah. Well, on the burnout theme a little bit, <sighs> this one connects a bit. All right. Who said nobody ever has it printed on their headstone? I should have spent more time at work. Well, there's a couple that could have said that. Because um, I've talked to Chief Salko about that as well, but I don't think it's it was said in this particular context. Um, is that right? Was that right? Yeah. Hey, yes. yes. <laughs> Go with your gut, buddy. Yeah, I was right, Chief Salka. Uh, I, I've uh, again have been so fortunate to be surrounded by so many good people, and he's he's one. And I had uh, the opportunity to watch him, and I actually have a, a small video of him presenting to a, a group of new, brand new recruits at a, a conference. They were volunteering, and I kind of followed as a, you know, just as a fly on the wall. And he took time out of his day, you know, at these conferences, he's a pretty premier speaker and he goes from, you know, signing books to doing whatever. And, um, and someone said, Hey chief, you know, there's a bunch of new recruits next door. Do you, you mind saying something to him? And he walked right up there and for probably 15, 20 minutes, you know, he just kind of told some stories. And at the end he said two things that I regret in my career. One is that I didn't take better care of myself. And number two is that I didn't take time more time with my family so uh that's kind of where that resonates with me and i thought the great words to live by especially for somebody as like you know you think he's well he's all about the fire service but for him to say no folks what's important is yourself and those around you as well especially family so it's great yeah, yeah. highly recommend another one like if people haven't listened to our other 40 or 39 <laughs> they certainly should because there's some damn good stuff on there you know, it makes me want to go back. <laughs> if you don't say so yourself. If I don't right. say so myself, if I wasn't there. All right. This one is going to be a softball, but I think it's a perfect tie-in to what we're talking about with Salka. You have to figure out what works best for your family. As a firefighter, we are always talking about serving others, helping others, being selfless, but you got to be that way at home too. You're not at the firehouse you're not in charge. Mm. And if you need a little extra help, the next line was, Terry will say, 
You're not the chief here. Well, there's a couple that... Um, two family episodes. You yeah. Two, it's a 50-50 yeah. here. Oh, that's Chief Goldfeder. Yep. Yep. You're not the chief here. Yep. Terry will say you're not the chief here, which yes. was like my favorite line maybe oh. from all of our podcasts because it's just too funny. Because you can just imagine husbands and wives getting into it at home. You're not the chief here. Yeah. He made it very clear that he does not like he he's she she puts him in his place. I think keeps him in his place. <laughs> you know, um, Terry's awesome. Yeah. And, and that that episode, having Brian on talking, um, you know, with his dad, who's a very prominent chief, just about, you know, the fire service in general and and how to, you know, differentiate family and, and the fire service. And their situation is difficult because it's it's what they're all about. You know, and I'm, I'm on some committees with Brian with um, FRCE and National Fallen Firefighters Foundation. And, you know, um, we have some great conversations uh, just about drawing that line and, and sometimes being able to identify when you're, you, you got to just shut it down, you know? Um, yeah. And we asked Billy about that. Like, are there times when you hear what's going on at Brian's firehouse or something and you just like, you've got decades of experience and you want to jump in and help or, you know, or vice versa, you know, like Brian wants to tap his dad for, for advice. And there's, going to be a line there there's going to be a point where it's totally normal acceptable you you know talk to each other about stuff and then there's going to be a point where it's like okay i can't have my dad picking up the phone and calling my chief you know and of well, course that has not happened but no you know what I'm no no and there's and sometimes brian just doesn't he he'll is you know and here's where i'll listen to him and then i'll just hang up the phone and do it my way <laughs> yeah. when i talk to my dad he knows that you know <laughs> But, uh, and as chief said, he's like, I got to let him do those things. Um, yeah. you know, it's gotten easier over the years, I think, but, uh, it was great just to get insight between that, uh, relationship, you know, between family and, and, you know, as, as we found with Gordon Graham, how deep, you know, him and Billy and how, how that whole relationship started, you know, uh, the secret list. And I mean, it's just mm -hmm. great. Yeah. Great interview there. The fire store equipping protectors with passion. That's how we operate, and it's how we live. We understand that having the right gear can mean the difference between life and death. Our goal is to get you the gear you need, when you need it, at prices you can afford. Visit us at thefirestore.com for everything but the truck. Now, back to the show. All right, next up, quote, even in my department, if we don't do a formal after-action review, any firefighter worth his salt is going to go back to the firehouse and that company is talking about not only their actions, but the actions of everybody else on scene. Did I mention him earlier? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's chief Lieb. You're right. Yeah. Chief Lieb. Chief Lieb. Yeah. And he's, he has been, um, and I've had some great uh, conversations with chief Lieb um, outside of, of, of that particular episode too about, um, you know, he's, he's been in some very, uh, interesting calls and, uh, you know, his role has maybe changed a little bit, but his passion is just as, as, as kind of thriving as it has or ever has been. And, um, he, he gives some great information, uh, about his calls. And then I thought one of the, the most interesting parts was he'll read something 
and call that chief and say, how did you guys respond? How did, how did that work? How could you get better with it? Um, he tells a story about, um, you know, the escalators where, uh, they had an escalator fire and none of, he didn't know anything about escalators. So he decided to ask, um, you know, some of the engineers about them. How do you cut them? How do you, how do you operate? And then of course, two weeks later, they had a call uh, where someone's foot was caught in an escalator. Uh, just yeah. that passion for improvement is kind of what started this whole thing. It's our very first episode. And I think set the tone for what we stand for. Um, yeah. And so it was great to, um, just listen to that. You know, this is the guy who's doing some of the most extensive and intricate calls, um, you know, be an IC on them or safety officer and, and to listen to him just say, Hey, I'm humble enough to understand. I, I don't know it all. And I have to reach out to get better. And I, that's, that's, that's one of the, you know, I think, you know, I, I'll be hundred percent honest, man. I didn't know if I could do this. Like, you're just like, Hey, host this. I don't like, what does that mean? I don't, I, you know, these are some of the biggest names in the fire service. You know, there's a lot of times I'm like, what am I doing here? But, uh, I look at it as I get an opportunity to make myself better. <laughs> so <laughs> selfishly, um, it's been great. And that was one where I was just listening to him go, Holy cow, this is great stuff. You know, hopefully people are taking what I'm taking from it, you know? So, yeah. Well, and you kind of touched on this, but I think we should underline the point here that, you know, we had talked about the theme of this show being better every shift. And then you saw Frank speak at a conference and he was basically talking about the same stuff about being better and con continuous improvement. And it w and you called it, you were like, he's got to be our first guest, you know? And it's like, it, it was perfect. He was the right person to launch the podcast with us because his values and everything that he talks about just so aligns with what so many of the folks that we've had on the show have talked about in terms of just wanting to be the best leader they can be and also parking their ego at the door and acknowledging we don't know everything we got to mm -hmm. keep going we got to keep learning so yeah and even more so that. than just than leader i think just individual person yeah. whether it's health wellness yeah. family man or woman uh, you know just uh, even outside the fire service just trying to be a good person you know and i think yeah. um we've we got in, into that a little bit with um you know, a, a number of uh, almost everyone, right? Like that was the theme. And I think that's why people are so, uh, seems to be receptive to, to come on is because they just, they, we've had a couple of people say, I love this. I love this theme. I love this topic. Mm -hmm. I love, you know, the title. And, um, and again, that's, that's why it's been so fun. So, um, yeah, yeah. You got any more? What do you got? All right. Next one up. It's sort of the, the reverse of this in a way. The quote is, I have complete empathy and understanding for people who have fallen deep into complacency because I have been there in my career. Mm. So this person told some stories about basically kind of doing a 180 in their career. You know, they were the person who was kind of resting on their laurels, maybe pointing fingers elsewhere, just wasn't fired up and then really turned it around. And now uh, speaks on this topic and is very motivational oh. and inspirational. Dr. Griffith. Right? Nope. Dr. Nope. Griffin? No. Not, not Dr. Griffin, but he had a lot of similar points. Yeah. Um, 
We're talking about yeah, Dr. David. Dr. Yeah, David yep. has definitely had, uh, he has a very unique and similar story based on what happened with the Sofa Superstore fire and the firefighter he was before that incident and the firefighter he became after. Um, so you're right that he did kind of 180 on his career as well, really digging in, d- digging deep to find his passion and passion and wanting to be the firefighter who knows everything. Mm. Have I stumped you? You, you had, give me another, give me another hint on this one. Uh, he was also sort of similar to Jason Patton. He talked about how, you know, this was stretching him outside his comfort zone. He's an introvert. Um, but now he's like, you know, this motivational speaker in a lot of ways. Um, oh, is that know. Corley Moore? Yep. yep. Yeah. Great. Yep. Chief Corley Moore. Moore Fire Department, which is not named after him, but I, <laughs> I said, hey, yeah. if it is, right? Um, yeah. The Nine Owls. Yeah. Yeah. That was a, he finally, somebody who had uh, like you were saying, I, I don't know how you survived that one between his energy and my energy, but, um, I took it. I had to take a nap afterwards for sure. <laughs> it was like <laughs> 17 cups of coffee later. It's like, uh, you know, um, you know, the living in the van down by the river SNL skit, uh, yep. times yep. two, right. Between us yeah. two, but yeah. Um, yeah. Really intense guy. I, I, chief Moore was, uh, very insightful and and uh his book the nine l's uh i a just him reviewing them and where they came from you know they all came mm-hmm. from the heart really and it just kind of um worked its way that they were all l's that he was talking about um yeah but uh yeah right like uh, how to be complacency and and stay motivated and um yeah i look i'm looking forward to the next book on that one hopefully we make yeah. it in that but <laughs> all right speaking of naps Got another good one for you here. Quote, I remember when I was new, I would never tell anybody if I was going home to take a nap because I didn't want anybody to think I was lazy. That sounds like uh, Chief Dean Alley. Yep. Yeah. Nailed it. She was she, she was awesome with that. Like I, I've had some great discussions about her about more about sleep and she's actually got some research that's coming out. Um, she's dedicating a lot of her time to that. And Obviously, uh, mental health. Wasn't she the one that said, quote unquote, therapy is awesome? Oh, man, that was going to be my next one. Yes. Was it? Try try and trick you. Yes. (laughs) Therapy is awesome. And that was another theme. I think a a lot of the uh, people that we had on the show were, you know, hey, yeah, I I think everybody needs it. I think, you know, in this, um, in the realms of what we see and do, you know, to, not think that it affects you in your relationships um, and who you are is ridiculous, you know? Um, yeah. Well, she was great too. Cause she told this story about, I think it was a <clears throat> newer firefighter, maybe on the crew who was just very open about, Oh, I need a break or I need to go home, take a nap or whatever. And she said that basically she felt like the younger generation coming in is much better about setting boundaries and not worrying about these stigmas, you know, whether it's attached to taking a nap or seeing a therapist or anything like this, because like they've been reading all this material, they've been listening to these podcasts and they're absorbing the information and putting themselves, like prioritizing themselves as well, you know, not to the detriment of the fire department, 
but making sure that they're taking care of their health and well-being as well. Yeah. So I think yeah. she made some really great points there. Well, and then you could take, uh, you know, Chief John Oates on top of that and talking about, mm -hmm. you know, stereotyping millennials um, yep. and talking about the different generations. Now, of course, some people are probably listening to this going, well, they just don't work as hard or, you know, um, but I think it was chief Salka that actually said, look, I don't know how to use Google maps and they don't know how to use a chainsaw. So, you know, what we need to do is teach each other. You know? Exactly. Uh, um, and, and work ethic, I think also in some cases can come down to accountability. And, mm -hmm. you know, we kind of talked behind the scenes on some uh, episodes about that. And, um, you know, and I think that's, that's a place where we'll, we'll try to get some more guests on to talk more about. Uh, accountability and and where that fits into you know the future of the fire service and and leadership too so it's yeah. opening the door for a lot of other conversations um, yeah all right i've got two more for you okay Can you handle two more oh uh, this is good i think i'm about you know a little over 500 on these all right you're doing pretty good yeah okay i gotta say all right um, who said I crush ice cream and tequila like nobody's business? And I, I did stop. that. I was mean. Uh, wasn't it? <laughs> I, was, I had to try and trick you at some point. Right? <laughs> the end of that is I don't like burpees. I don't like running. <laughs> oh yeah. That's you. Yeah. Yeah. Did I say that, uh, with uh, Jim and Dan, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Jim Kerrigan, Dan, um, or Dan Kerrigan and Jim Moss, um, which was a great one because, uh, you know, for, for those that probably don't, I don't know if they know, like, that's usually what I speak on is, uh, fitness, health, and wellness. That's kind of where I started writing. And, um, and lately it's been more into culture change, uh, individually and organizationally kind of more about the success side. Um, and that's been a, a great journey too, because I, there's more to just fitness than, you know, burpees or reps or bench press. And, you know, over the years, I think that's where I personally have, I'm, I'm made some mistakes by just going, Hey, it's all about fitness, fitness, fitness. Well, as I get older and maybe a little wiser, um, you know, there's more to it. There's stress. There's, uh, there's the, the sleep deprivation, there's the nutrition side of things that all kind of comes into play. So it was great to talk to those two just about big picture things and, you know, I think where we're going with health and wellness in the fire service. So yeah. Yep. That goofy dude said that that was me <laughs> and it's true, but I don't do them together. Well, I probably have done them together, but I don't do it that very often. And it's all part of kind of a bigger picture. Right. So well, I think we need a video of you crushing ice cream while taking a shot and doing burpees <laughs> together. I feel like that would uh, be a good promo for the show, but we'll show, um, yeah, we could we could talk about a little promo uh, uh, image for this one. Yeah, you know. <laughs> All right, the last one I think encapsulates a lot of what we've been talking about. I'm gonna put two quotes together here. If you're doing things the same way you were five, seven, ten years ago, you fell behind. That's just the way things are in our profession. Do something every day that's going to make the department just a little bit better. Before you know it. You look back and a lot of those little bits are turning into really big strides that sometimes we don't even realize we've made. Boy, that could fit into a lot of our, mm -hmm. yes. Chief Freeman? Nope, but good mm -hmm. guess. I'll give you a 
a hint. There was talk of, um, oh gosh, was it like Montana tuxedo or something? I can't remember. Oh, it's either Jason Coy or Josh Waldo, I think, right? <laughs> Josh Waldo, yes. yeah. 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 Yep. Montana tuxedo. Uh, uh, Chief, um, you know, he's another story too. Like uh, he told a, you know, a little bit about he had a kind of an eye opening moment when he was you know, kind of just mm -hmm. going through the motions of his career and didn't really know where he wanted to go. And yeah. fitness kind of got out of hand and, um, you know, he had a call where he was a little bit scared and, yeah. um, you know, changed it around. And, um, so for those that are listening, if that's you right now, if you're in a position where you're like, Hey, I, I don't know, I'm 20 pounds or 30 pounds overweight and, um, don't really know where I'm going. Uh, just take a step forward. Um, Cause you're listening yeah. to this podcast. So you obviously give a damn. Um, and that was a great kind of motivating story. Yeah. Yeah. I think that one really kind of nails it because in his story overall, you know, he has several different elements that have happened in the course of his career that kind of put him on this path. And now he's the, uh, is it the first VP of the IAFC, uh, I, yeah. or first, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say his title wrong. First VP, first president um, for the IAC. Next up. I next don't even know. Like, yeah, I can't keep sure. Uh, after Chief Butler. He, he's on the board. He's in and the he game. He's in the room. Board. He's in the room. That's all that matters. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, speaking of, of what's in the room, transitioning a little bit with one of the projects that you um, worked on, recently is what the what firefighters want survey if for 2023 and i think um we had some great episodes uh, that mentioned that um and the biggest theme being stress right like going yeah. forward obviously we know in the fire service one of the things that we have issues with is recruitment and then mm -hmm. i think what was eye-opening and hopefully a lot of people took note of was the fact that I believe 43% of the fire service or 43% of the people that responded were considering leaving the fire service. 47% were looking at changing departments. Over 60% said the stress was affecting their health and wellness, overall health and wellness. And um, correct me if I'm wrong, almost something like 20 to 30% said it was affecting the way that they would provide service. Is that right? Am I close? Yeah. On stats? Yes. Yeah. You're very close. Um, yeah, 42% considering leaving the fire service due to their stress levels, 46% considering leaving their fire department due to their top stressors, the least satisfying parts of the job. And uh, Ben Thompson talked about this uh, on the podcast and in his article uh, about it, basically saying that he found this one statistic to be unacceptable, that 32% 32, 33% who said, yeah, their stress level is negatively impacting the quality of service that they provide, which is huge. All of those stats are huge. When you really think about it, if you're a leader of a fire department and you're aware that one third to half of your members are having these thoughts, um, that's got to be a wake up call for leadership. And you might not have all the answers, but start, start somewhere, start asking questions and listening to your members. Um, there's a lot of good information in the what firefighters want special coverage that includes 
free text answers from the respondents. You know, it's not just, you know, scale of one to 10 stuff, but people's actual quotes saying, this is what I want to do less of. This is what I want to do more of. This is what's stressing me out. This is what I need help with. Um, And we've got a lot of that listed out. So if you haven't already seen it, I know I'm a broken record on this, but firerescue1.com forward slash what firefighters want. And And you'll leave a ton of good content. You'll leave that in the show notes. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I thought one of the great highlights that I took from that wasn't necessarily about, you know, obviously these are staggering uh, results from the standpoint of um, if you're not in leadership and you're not paying attention to this, you, you, you must, this is a, this is a kind of like, Hey, this is a real red flag. Number one, but number two, one thing I I thought that, that Bent um, mentioned was look, we're, we can't always just point at leadership on it. Some of the things that we do add stress to our lives. And one thing that you just said is we got to stop piling it on, meaning like, Hey, uh, if the toilet bowl is flushing, sometimes you got to just lift up on the handle and go, you know what? We still got an opportunity to make an impact in the lives of those around us. We still, Mm -hmm. um, can provide service. We still get to do this job, which the survey still says we love doing, we love doing the job. Um, and, uh, and sometimes we need to break from that, that kind of environment where we're just all of a sudden just piling, piling, and piling. Um, and I think one of the biggest takeaways I, I got from that was we can let people vent, but then there's a point where we got to change our mindset a little bit and be grateful for the opportunity and, um, talk about some of the positive things that are around us. Um, and so, I loved how he framed it that way. You know, like, yeah, the stats are telling us this. Yeah, we're, we know that we're, we're in a situation where we really want more proactive leadership, but there are things I can do. Yeah, you know, and exactly. And, and, and one quick thing is, let's just change the way we're thinking about the situation in our environment. So I thought that was really cool. Um, yeah, there's a, a personal accountability element to everything. Because let's face it, we're not always going to be able to lead up you know candace ashby she talked about leadership from the bottom up and that is great in theory and there's a lot that we can actually do but there's going to be certain things that we're not able to at our level impact you know but that's that's the point right control or uh, take action in areas that you actually can control right you there might be leadership that's, you know, kind of existing in a vacuum, a lack of leadership, you know, so what can you do with your crew? What can you do for yourself? And I think that agency just really helps people, helps shift that mindset because it can get really easy to spiral amid a lack of leadership, but even just trying to take control where you can and kind of own your own destiny in whatever little way that you might be able to control. Um, I think that can work wonders for just kind of getting in the right headspace and also making sure you're not bringing down your crew as well. Um, You know, especially if you're a company officer or chief officer level, you know, you want to show up and make sure that your, your folks know that you're there for them too. And, and that's one of the things, honestly, um, I have been working to try to do is not be that 
kind of person to pile on, um, trying to listen more and then, Hey, but it's a great day to provide some service. We get to ride in these red rigs and people wave at us and we still get to, um, you know, we are empowered to help people in their moment of need. And that's a very powerful thing. One of my, um, uh, retired lieutenants in my department said that he said that we are bestowed this honor of, of, of people letting us come into their household and their moments of need and, and helping us. And that's a very powerful thing that we need to remember that we get to do and, and make yeah. an impact. Um, and so, uh, I think, you know, personally, that's what I've been trying to work on is trying to listen more and try to just be a more positive influence on those around me. And, and I, I, you know, am I doing okay with it? I don't know. I hope so. Um, it's, uh, it helps to be able to talk to you and these wonderful guests, you know, um, and which I, I wanted to just mention too. a lot of our guests, along with being on the podcast have said, Hey, I love what you guys are doing. Is there any other way I can help out? And you've recruited them, I think, haven't you, uh, to be members of, you know, FR1 board and to help advise us uh, on this journey. Is that correct? Well, yes. I don't want to give the mistaken impression that they're just like beating down my door asking to, you know, come, uh, sign up, but everyone has been enthusiastic when I have reached out to them and asked them if they'd like to be a member of our editorial advisory board. We already have amazing board in place. They are still in place, but we have just expanded the board. Um, so a lot of the names that we mentioned on today's show, um, as of you know, a matter of weeks ago, have joined our board and we're just thrilled to have them. Um, if you'll humor me to run down the list very quick. Uh, Chief Dina Ali, uh, Chief Rocco Alvaro, um, Dr. Reggie Freeman, Dr. Sarah Janke, Chief Daryl Jones, Chief John Oates, Chief Tim Sunnelbach, Dr. Jennifer Taylor, and Chief Josh Waldo. So welcome to the Editorial Advisory Board. We are thrilled to have you, and I thank you in advance for um, letting me tap into your into your brains, into your knowledge and your contacts. And so we can continue to do great things. And speaking of great things, we also need to hear from you and want to hear from you guys, the listeners. Yeah. We want to know um, what you want to hear. We kind of got an idea through the survey, obviously, of what firefighters want. But we also want to know what firefighters want on the Better Every Shift podcast. Um, so with that in mind, please reach out to us. Send us an email at Better Every Shift at firerescue1.com. Uh, you can also uh, reach out uh, via the social media outlets um, and or even if you uh, ha have a contact of mine, send me a message about one some of the things that you'd like to hear and see uh, going forward with the show. It really is a show that's for the fire service and we, we wanna provide you with uh, the guests that you wanna talk to. We wanna provide you with the topics Maybe other people don't want to talk about. I have no problems talking about them. Um, you know, uh, we had mentioned earlier about talking about mental health. Uh, we'll talk about fitness. We'll talk about um, leadership. We've really addressed that a lot. And uh, we hope to, to continually engage in that. But also um, maybe some things outside of the fire service. Personally, I believe that a lot of the things that are affecting us um, you know, from recruitment to leadership, we need to look outside of the fire service more and uh, rely on outside organizations that are are 
are training the next generation of leaders effectively. Um, communication styles. We we really need to just stop, you know, kind of doing things the same way and and look at how we become more efficient. Um, not only from, you know, uh, personnel issues, but uh, you know, leadership. And and so if you have ideas on on things outside of the fire service that you think could be beneficial for us. I, I, we're all about it. Um, again, when I first started doing this, I just said, Hey, I don't want any restrictions uh, on it. And they said, I can even swear, but I try, I promised my mom, I wouldn't swear as much. So I, I think I'm doing okay with that. Um, but we cannot thank you guys enough for listening. And the support has been very overwhelming. Uh, we know that we have more than two listeners, which is, uh, you know, I think more the goal, right. Janelle. Um, but lastly, though, I, I kind of indulged on what I've been working on to try to get better. How about yourself? Oh, boy. I think I'm, um, I need to listen to our podcast after serving as a co-host on the podcast um, because I feel like so much of what we talk about is stuff I need to start instituting in my own life. I believe I may have talked about this on a past show, which, again, underscores the point that you're going to start things and you're going to fail and then you have to try and start them again. So that's where I'm at right now. I actually, look, I have props for you. I have a habit tracker calendar that oh, I had yes. started earlier in the year and then stopped because I was not doing well with my habits, <laughs> but I'm going to start again. So I look back at where I was and the the habits that I was trying to do were going to bed early, trying to get better sleep, taking a break during the day from work because I have mm -hmm. a tendency to just sit here for like 10 hours and not really move. Um, drinking water, hydration, important, and also stretching was a big one because yeah. I did hurt my back a couple years ago and it's been a source of, uh, pain for me and so i need to be better about doing my stretches because that will create a cascading effect i think health-wise um won't be in pain you know going on walks or whatever all those other good things are so i'm trying to do those little things to chip away to build a, a healthier lifestyle overall well on episode number 80 whenever we do this again uh just you and i we're going to check in and see how you're doing with that okay. but you're right it's it's a journey um, yeah. you know, the, the process, uh, like you had mentioned, as we began the show, it's, it's a process of, it. there's no end game or end stage with it. Um, mm -hmm. but it's, uh, just trying to, you know, figure out what can I do today to take a step forward? What can I do yeah. to maybe elevate those around me a little bit? And, um, and I think through this and all your efforts, you're doing that. So from the bottom of my heart, I thank you for the opportunity to all of you guys and gals and moms that have been listening <laughs> to 40 of these podcast episodes. Thanks uh, from the bottom of both my heart and Janelle's heart. Um, again, please give us some feedback. We love hearing from you. We do want to hear what what else you want us to do um, on the show, what topics and, and guests. Uh, reach out better every shift at firerescue1.com. Please rate and review the show. You can watch this episode on YouTube. Um, if you're listening to us uh, just through one of the uh, podcast platforms, make sure you go to that YouTube page and you can leave a comment there. Um, and 
I guess I will leave this with a very emphatic, make sure that you learn something, do something and share something to make you and those around you better every shift. Thank you guys so much for listening.